Welcome! You're listening to the first What You Can Learn From Your Colleagues podcast by Ricolto. I'm Geraldine Masu from Communications in Honduras, and in this episode, you can listen anywhere you are. The lessons, challenges, and the new ways of doing things from colleagues all over the world. In this first edition, you'll get to know all about youth in agribusiness, Ricolto's focus topics in communications and fundraising for the next two years, and about the youth strategy that guide our efforts in all areas to truly put young people at the forefront of transformation of the food systems. With you, Josefina Clue, International Inclusive Business Coordinator, introducing the session held in March. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening from whichever planet you are located as a now. So at this moment, I would like to introduce our interviewees or our expert panel. We start with Jorge. He is the project coordinator at Ricoto in Latin America. He's an expert with young people and his spare time, guess what he does? He's a DJ or you can call him DJ Foodie. Now, we also have our colleague from the other side of the world, Hilda, who is an agribusiness advisor coordinating the Arusha program in Food Smart Smart City and the Generation Food Project. She's based in Tanzania. And then finally, we have our own colleague, Thibault, who is a business developer and food strategy expert for Ricoto Limited or Ricoto BV. And he apparently prefers Swiss chocolate over Belgian chocolate as he's based in Switzerland now. So my audience, I would like to introduce our panel to you, Hilda, Jorge, and Thibault. So at this moment, we will dive into the strategy. And then we we'll really want to look at why youth are the future of our sustainable system, why inclusive business does not exist if we don't have youth as part of this, and how we can harness the talent of our youth to be able to ensure that we have a labor force that will continue what we have to do in agriculture. And how can Ricoto really catalyze this process? Because it's essential for us. So I will start with Thibault, what exactly do we mean by youth? So Thibault, the floor is yours. First of all, we're talking about an age segment, right? Uh, but it's still variable uh, within Ricoto, depending from country to country or even in a specific project, uh, we can target a different age group. But in general, we're talking about 16 until 35-year-old people on this planet today. Uh, this is a very important segment uh, because to illustrate it with an example, the average age of a starting entrepreneur in Belgium is 36 years old. And 35% uh, of the starting entrepreneurs are 29 or younger. And that segment has less experience than older starting entrepreneurs, so the enabling environment is very important for them. Young farmers are a very important focus group among those youngsters. Um, we know that because the average age of a farmer is uh, quickly rising and we need, of course, farmers in the future. But it's not the only group you want to focus on. Uh, if you want to get young people interested in uh, farming, but in sustainable foods in general, you need to make the whole chain more dynamic with new collaborations, new types of businesses and new types of business models with stronger connections between rural and urban areas. So we're really targeting the whole spectrum of entrepreneurs along the whole chain in rural and urban areas. Thank you, Thibault, for, for this elaborate explanation. So Jorge, what are some of the challenges that youth face when they want to go into agriculture? 
we have identified a lot of challenges with the working group. And the idea is the all the people who are involved in projects and also in programs could choose the challenge that they want to aim. So uh, here in the youth strategy, you will find a lot of uh, challenges that we have identified. For example, we have the access to land that we have. We know that that's a big problem in the rural areas where young people don't find easy to obtain land to develop uh, their own activities and usually they have to work in the father's lands and sometimes they also they even have uh, money from that so that's one of the big challenges also we have uh, access to finance this is a problem that not only uh, happens in the youth also happens in the producers or farming organization uh, is something that we know we need to focus on also also, we have a rural uh, urban disconnect. For example, in the rural areas, we have uh, problems with technology, access, markets, service, and also mobility. Also, we have right now poor knowledge and few training opportunities, more, uh, as I said, in the rural areas. And of course, also there is lack of representation in the farming organization. Youth engagement, in the policy and decision-making dialogue is practically non-existent and we need to focus on that also. Thank you, Jorge. Um, I can see that you are really up to the task. You, you've really had experience on the ground and, and you really know the issues at heart. Um, Thibault, from what our colleague Jorge said, do you relate to some of these issues or in the context of Europe or Belgium is a bit different? For example, if you take access to land, well, actually, access to land is um, is also a big problem in Belgium. Uh, as you know, we're a very country and it's uh, almost completely urbanized. Um, but uh, there are actually quite a few younger entrepreneurs that uh, did like uh, trainings to become a farmer, but they don't find land. It's too expensive. Uh, there's not enough. Thank you. Thank you, Thibault, for giving us that perspective too. So we are all in the same boat at the end of the day. For me, um, if you take the recoltal strategy or the new strategy, if I should put it, 2022 to 2026, we have three big pillars recoltal wants to kind of address. And it has to focus on sustainable production, inclusive markets, and the final one is enabling environments. And then for our youth in ARC strategy, we would want these pillars to kind of surface within that strategy. So I would want to find out from Hilda, you have been managing the Food Smart City program in Arusha, especially when it comes to our generation food. Going forward, how do you see these three pillars panning in this way of working, especially with our Generation Food Program. How do the three pillars fit in, in the Generation Food Program? Uh, when we talk about sustainable production, we really are looking for meaningful employment opportunities for youth that are beyond the, uh, the normal farming jobs. And so this, uh, this uh, activities or, or activities or opportunities beyond the farming uh, jobs provide a linkage between the production side and the consumption side. So mainly really uh, tackling the, uh, the challenge of rural and urban disconnect. And so, for example, in Arusha, we see in the Generation Food 
about 80% of the youth who are participating involved in the upper nodes of the value chain, and that is product, uh, processing and marketing. And for me, this is very important because in the long term, it will trigger an increase in production and hence really um, uh, supporting or having the sustainable food systems that we want to, to make sure that we have. So it's very important to look beyond farm jobs uh, at this particular time when involving youth. But secondly, um, inclusive markets, uh, we, we, here we are talking about how we support youth through agri-food uh, agri incubators, such as the generation food that we are implementing in, in Arusha. So it's more about providing agri-entrepreneurial uh, uh, skills that position youth to really compete in the agri-food markets. When it comes to enabling environment, one of the uh, challenge we've seen uh, is lack of representation of youth in different decision-making positions or role. So our role as Ricotto under enabling environment is to position uh, this youth to take up these roles uh, so that they can contribute towards solving the different challenges that youth face. In Arusha, we, we, we want to train the youth on policy and advocacy and uh, linking this youth to different policy forums whereby they can influence policy changes um, in regards to food systems. You see it as one of the areas you could work on to kind of promote their market access when it comes to the process or convenience foods that they are producing, for example. Uh, yes, thank you for that very good question. Um, yeah, like I said, the, the youth, most of the youth are involved in the upper value chains of the uh, upper nodes of the, of the value chains. So processing, which is a uh, corpuses packaging is one of them. And yes, there is a, a problem really in terms of the right education on how to package, but also the right branding uh, to meet the market needs or to really capture the market that they, the, the, the youth enterprise is um, aiming at. So it is also a, a, a part whereby we can add value in terms of training or linking them to um, other other ecosystem players that are uh, you know um, working on that on, on that particular issue in terms of improving their packaging skill their packaging or also branding and marketing skills. Thank you, Hilda. We would like to continue with the second part of the webinar. Thibault, why are you so convinced about this strategy, or why is this? topic so important to you i would want to find out from you well i think that one of the most important arguments for me and, and also for ricolto i think is probably that you can make inclusive business normal from the start of the career of young people um if we want to if we can bring more dynamics and and, and new business models into the whole food chain we break the cycle of business as usual from the bottom up. And through this, we're showing young people that they can do it differently than the common economic paradigm. And it can give a boost to, and also renew the trust of young people in entrepreneurship in the food sector. Now for Jorge, what's the most important takeaway you had? The, I believe that young people can change paradigms, uh, production methods, ways of 
entrepreneurships and also access to technology. But this will uh, will only happen if we provide them with tools, uh, information, and capacity building. And this will will open a space, but we need also the 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 help and the support of the farm organization. We are recalled to can only be facilitators, uh, but the environment must be adequate to achieve uh, great great change. So we have to know that this strategy is is a very good document that will guide us to to make uh, some change in the youth life but we also need to build uh, the space uh, to have the opportunity to, to 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 make that change if we don't have the support by farming organization if we work alone as recolto and if we only if we if we not win we don't put money in the projects or the programs for youth, we go, we will not aim the, the big change that we want to aim. And so for all of you, starting from Hilda, I would like to find out what are the most inspiring stories you've heard from a young entrepreneur or a farmer that you've met that kind of gives you the the encouragement or the hope that the youth can be the next game changer when it comes to agriculture in general. So Hilda, any stories to share with us? Yeah, um, I have a story um, from a youth entrepreneur that has established a 100% electrical uh, delivery motorbikes in Tanzania. And being in um, uh, working in the urban food systems, I find this very uh, inspiring because we want to make sure that all mainstream consumers get access to safe, healthy and nutritious uh, diets. And so through the mobile delivery services, I feel that um, they, this, this aim, uh, this goal will be achieved because the mobile um, electric motorbikes provide really good quality and safe uh, delivery ways of delivering food to the consumers without tampering with the safety of the food. Uh, but also it contributes to, you know, environmental sustainability in terms of we are reducing greenhouse gases emission. Uh, and so that for me is very inspiring. And I would uh, want to see how really in the next five years this entrepreneur will do in terms of really changing the urban food systems in Arusha. Loss. Um, yes, uh, and I'm happy it's 100% electron, uh, electric motorbike. Um, in, 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 I know East Africa, you call it border, border, West Africa, we call it Okada. They can be a nuisance sometimes, but to know that this is in operation, that is good news. And I'll see whether this young entrepreneur can bring this to West Africa, especially Nigeria, so that we can have safe motorbikes. Um, Thibault, do you want to share anything on your side? Yeah, I can, I can talk about one startup, Bean Life. Um, it's actually a couple and, and they, they really like tempeh, you know, the, the India, uh, Indonesian fermented soybeans. Um, but they weren't satisfied with what they found on the Belgian market, so they made their own. And um, through one of our events at, of Generation Foods, they came into contact with another organization. And they brought them into contact with 
companies that had waste streams or, or, or side streams of nuts. And now they uh, use the nuts, the side streams, so the waste of one company to make their tempeh. And it's actually pretty delicious. Uh, they, they have started up in Brussels now since more or less half a year. Um, and, and, and they are growing actually quite, quite quickly. So uh, it's an amazing story. Wow. Turning waste to food. This is a real example of secular economy. And this, this is what the young people can bring to bear. And, and I'm happy about this. Um, Jorge, finally, do you want to share anything? I remember the history for, for, from Agnes. He's a young, a young farmer. Uh, when I met him, he was 15 years old. He was a very interesting boy full of energy and dreams also. And he was in, the, in uh, his, fa his father, his grandparent also, was a president in the farming organization La Campesina here in Nicaragua. Um, and uh, I think that right now, five years later, Agner uh, has, has been in his way to, to those dreams. Right now he is handled up uh, three family business uh, a coca a cocoa farm a cocoa farm and two cocoa collection centers the he and also he, he is a competitive delegate and is part of the educational commission in the board of director of la campesina thank you Ho. it's it's so exciting to hear that young people are part of this especially with cocoa where we have old age farmers so we've come to the end of the panel discussion move to the third part And, and at this moment, it has to do with the fund commies, uh, the people, the brain behind this webinar. I like to call them, as I said from the beginning, the branding team, the people who brand us as recruiters. I would want to find out from you, Helene, why this strategy? I saw that inclusive business was a topic. You were promoting it, did all the branding, all the articles, all the hard work. And I was really appreciative of that. And it was a good timing for me because at least it put things in perspective. Uh, the idea of a focus topic for communication and uh, fundraising, it was born in the Fancomi workshop in 2018. And with the idea that if we have one focus topic in our communications across all the Ricolto regions, it would really help strengthen the brand and the visibility of Ricolto as a preferred partner on a certain topic for donors and for other organizations. So um, the selection of a focus topic, we do it uh, with the entire Fancomi's group. So it's not Selena and Nina and me, but it's uh, really all of the Fancomi's uh, together, talking also to the program and PLA colleagues uh, in their regions to make sure that we really go for a topic where we have a lot of opportunities um, at the program level, but also at the communication and uh, fundraising level and that there is enough data available. So yeah, you know already uh, in, in 2019, 2020, it was inclusive business. And uh, for the next two years, it is uh, youth and ag. 
And uh, I think a lot of the reasons of why it is uh, youth in ag has to do with what you all already uh, said. It's so closely linked to inclusive business and it's a topic that's really key within the Beyond 21 uh, program strategy. Um, and with simply put, as Ricotto, we have a lot of past and ongoing expertise on it. So, um, and besides all of those more internal things, I would say it's also a topic that really moves donors and other organizations. And that's even becoming more relevant as COVID is affecting um, young people even more than just uh, people in, in general. So youth in ag, the focus topic of the Fancomis. And the goal there is really uh, two things. Uh, and one thing is externally that we really want um, international organizations. So think about uh, donors, but also companies, uh, possible partner organizations that they have this mindset of, mm, we are looking for somebody that's uh, really experienced in making our food system future proof, an organization that can help us to get uh, more people to start working uh, in agriculture or um, to support young entrepreneurs with agri-food businesses, and that they all have this reflex, let's just call Ricolto. So we really want to be seen there as an expert um, and see that translated in uh, interesting collaborations or fundraising opportunities. Uh, but also internally, uh, we have this youth strategy to make sure that across the organization, all the noses are in the same direction or we're all on the same page. So that's where youth and ag has focused wow, topic. Interesting. So what should we expect? What you can expect is uh, already we started with selecting the youth and ag uh, ambassadors and who they are. You will find out very soon. So I won't say more. Um, and making sure that there is uh, a donor friendly communication toolkit so that all of the colleagues anywhere can have the right tools to talk about what Ricolto is doing when we say that we are working with young people, what, uh, how does this fit within inclusive business and so on. But more about that later uh, too. Um, and externally, to really position us as an expert uh, in the planning, we have a few things, for example, uh, getting invited uh, as keynote speaker at three international events on this topic, uh, but also social media campaigns, related to that event participation or um, other important days, like for example, the International Youth Day. So nobody can escape us. Um, other than that, also uh, making sure that there are quality insight stories. So we have this editorial calendar with stories from all of the different regions for the regional websites, the international website, and the international insights newsletter. So it could be interviews or articles, case studies, and a dream uh, also to have uh, podcasts on the topic. Um, and on the fundraising level, uh, it, there's also some actions uh, in the sense that we want to map donors who are interested in this topic and linking them to funding needs of the clusters revolved around uh, youth uh, and working on a plan of attack <laughs> for these donors. And I think for next year, it will be more of the same, but also two extra highlights. So now I'm talking about 22, um, to also organize an external webinar for and by young people uh, in our stakeholder groups and uh, with the goal to have uh, for each region, uh, Youth in Act project funded by the end of 2020. 
what your your experience has been with the inclusive business team, for example, for the past two years? Mm, yeah, maybe just to say that one year is not enough for all of these ambitions for inclusive business. We thought we could do that in all of in in one year, but uh, we noticed we need more time. So that's why the focus topic takes two years, and also uh, that we hope to achieve the same, like positioning, uh, like we did internally with uh, inclusive business, so that. Uh, we see that colleagues have a clearer definition of what it means, um, but also that it's so obviously there in the uh, Beyond 21 program strategy within the Ricolto Limited strategy, your, your inclusive business team, Josephine. So, um, yeah, something similar. Thank you, everyone, for making time for this section of the webinar. I hand over to Selene now. Thank you. So you've been hearing to uh, Thibaut, Hilda, Jorge, and uh, Josephine and Helene. Like Thibaut said, now is the time to pass <laughs> the strategy and the and the, all the work that also other colleagues are doing are been doing during the last year. So you are going to you chose them, you nominate them. So now is the time that you meet uh, to our dear colleagues that are going to be the experts for the next year, for the next years. Udenac Food Related, who are you going to call? So um, in Belgium, you can call Naomi. She is uh, the program officer for the Good Food School program in Belgium. And she's been working in Ricolto since October 2020. And this is a quote that inspired her. So you can also get to know what kind of vibe Naomi uh, shares all the time. So never doubt that in a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world is the only thing that ever has. In Indonesia, you can call Penny. He is the uh, project coordinator of COCOA projects uh, and youth projects also. He's our forever young because he's been working in Ricolto 19 years now. And why a quote? To, to express express or represent him. He chose to share with you two quotes. So change is the is in the hands of young people and building a nation starts from a village. And in East Africa, you already uh, met her. Uh, she is Hilda and she is the agribusiness advisor. Uh, she's coordinator the Adusha Fides Mercedes uh, and Generation Food Projects, and she's been working at Ricolto for 10 months. We are very lucky to have her. I know you are thinking the same. And uh, she wants to share this quote with you. You don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And now you can call Hong. She is our PLA. She is the PLA officer at Ricolto in Vietnam. And uh, she's been uh, working at Ricolto almost six years now. And a quote or her motto that inspired her is stay hungry, stay foolish. In Central America, we have our very own DJ Foodie. You can call Jorge. We ask him, can you give us a quote that inspired you? And he chose a phrase of his grandma. Always keep your head up. And this is not about fighting. It's about how you prepare yourself in life. And in the South, in Peru, based in Peru, you can call Lit. 
Um, she's the, a project coordinator of the Latin America Coffee Program, and she's been she's been working at Recolto about four years now. And a quote that inspires her in challenging moments in her own words, in her in her own words, is it is it is worth fighting for a dream and building hope. And in the DRC. Uh, you can call Rafiki. Rafiki is here also. All our experts are in this session and he is uh, also, he is uh, an, agro an agronomist in Butembo. He's an expert in coffee Arabic, so you can call him and also in rice value change. And he's been working at Ricolto for nine years now. In his own words also, I like to be challenged because the challenge allows me to express my full potential. In West Africa, you can call Yvonne. She's a project coordinator for Ricolto in Ghana. She's been working uh, with us for a year and a quote that she needed, she wants to share, she wanted to share with you is if your life were a book, be sure to make it worth reading. So these are our UDNAC experts. In the next days, you always can reach them. We have reached to the end of our program. Thanks for listening. Find the communication materials of Youth in AG on the SharePoint of Recoltos Globo on the annual focus topic folder or ask your fun commies colleague. Thank you very much.